Well, let's take these to the Lord in, in prayer and uh, lift them to Him and uh, give Him the praise. Father, we do praise You. We thank You, Lord, that we, uh, as Your children, can come to our Daddy Father. And Lord, we come boldly, and yet, Lord, we also come reverently and with awe, knowing that You are a powerful God who um, uh, is... Almighty and all wise and and as we have sung this morning, but but Lord, we we thank you that you're faithful and loving, uh, and that you love your children and you care for us uh, more than we care for ourselves, and you know what is best for us. And so I would pray that you would just teach this right now to Andrew and Amelia, that you know what is best, that uh, they would rest and uh, what is going on. Lord, it's so hard to do that. It's easy to talk the talk and to get up here and even preach about it, but, but uh, experiencing that and feeling that and knowing that are uh, sometimes hard to put together. And so, Lord, just meet that need. Lord, I would pray uh, also this morning for Rob, who's going to uh, Korea. And, uh, Lord, that you would just be with him as he's away for a year. And for Sam and Josh, as, as uh, they're serving you as well, watch over them, protect them. And, Lord, uh, we would pray for our military as, as they are fighting ISIS. And, God, uh, that you would watch over them and, and use them, Lord, though, to carry out uh, your will against this evil that they come against. And Lord, we, we pray for, for Steve, uh, uh, Kay's ex, who has cancer. Lord, I would pray that, that you would uh, heal him, be merciful to him. Also for Bruce, that you would heal him of this cancer. And Lord, give him peace. And uh, uh, as he awaits results and tests, and Lord, just give him, fill him with, with your love and peace. And for Tom, his son as well, for healing for both of them. And Father, I pray for, for also for Roy, who is fighting cancer as well. And uh, also for, for Daryl, uh, that he might be able to attend BSF, uh, for healing on his behalf as well. And we thank you for Wilda uh, being here and for Barbara safely back. We just praise you, God, that you watch over us and for the successful operation and uh, with Mimi and Lord, we just uh, we just give you the praise and the glory, knowing that we're in your hands and that uh, we must trust you, we must rest in you, and and find our hope and our satisfaction in you. And so, Lord, work in each of our hearts to do that every day, every week, as as we face difficulties, as we face face financial. Stresses, as all these other stresses that come upon us, Lord, we would find peace uh, in, in the midst of it all. Because you're a God, a God of peace and a God of love and joy. And you've given us your spirit and the fruit of the spirit. And so, Lord, help us to walk in the light to, to trust you more. Lord, help me to trust you more. Not to worry and to fret and to fear, but to trust. And Lord, I just pray uh, your blessing now upon your word and uh, upon our nation. 
God, have mercy upon our nation. We lift it up to you every week because it breaks our heart to see wickedness abounding. And yet, Lord, we know uh, that uh, your spirit and your power, Lord, is needed in our midst. And we pray for that to come. Oh, God, have mercy. And we ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. We are looking in uh, the book of of Romans, Romans chapter 12, and we're in uh, 12.2, and so if you have your Bibles open there, next week we'll be uh, looking at uh, the body of Christ that we are a part of, and uh, all the gifts and uh, that each member has of this body, and we will look forward to God using us and in ways maybe that we don't even imagine that He can, because He is a powerful God. He can use us. We got to believe that uh, that He really does use us in His service and for His glory, and He is anxious to do that. He wants to do that, and uh, and so. Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. I will say this now, rather at the end of the the, the message, uh, because it's... Uh, uh, something that's extremely important, has been important in my life and still is, and that is how to memorize Scripture. And uh, I've printed up some copies of these. It even gives you some verses and how to do it. And if you uh, need, if you take one of these, I think there are about nine, nine or ten copies back there, one per family. And if you don't really understand how to put them on cards and that kind of thing and how to do that, I can help you with that. But it's been a great blessing in my life, and uh, uh, so I hope you'll take advantage of that. It's a, it's a tremendous challenge. It isn't easy. It takes time and work, and, and God will bless that. And, and I'll speak again to that at the end, but I just want you to be aware of that. And uh, maybe you'll be challenged to do that after the message today, because we're talking about the renewing of our mind. And... Uh, and of course, that comes through the Word of God. It comes through the Spirit of God working in us through His Word by His mighty power. And our hearing Him and then obeying Him and, and living out of that, uh, that gospel that so affected our lives. And so remember, the aim of, of, the, of uh, Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2 particularly, is that all of life would become spiritual worship. Did you see that? When he said that at the end of verse 1, he says, which is your spiritual service of worship. And so all of life is, is to be that uh, uh, worship. Dr. Bob said at school uh, when I was going there, and he had many sayings. You'd go into the classrooms, and there'd be a different saying on the black, above the blackboard. And one of his, uh, there's no difference uh, between the secular and the sacred. To God, everything is sacred. And that's something to remember, that all of life is sacred. Not just when we come to, to come and be together in the body of Christ and worship Him. Yeah, this is a very sacred time. This is a very special time. But ever, all of life is special and sacred. 
And, uh, and so it's that important. And we saw last week that we're to be living sacrifices to God. Now, I'm not going to review that. And, and not to be conformed uh, to this world and, and what that means. And, and, uh, but to show that our lives, uh, by the way we live, that God is valuable to us. He is so valuable to us and He is so precious to us that we do not want to offend Him. That we want to obey Him. We love Him so much. And that's part of the renewing of the mind is that we might love Him more. We might get to know Him more and experience His love in our lives more so that we uh, might be living sacrifices to Him. And uh, Christ was especially... And I say that in 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 because uh, uh, he's especially precious to all of us. But to Paul, he was uh, precious according to our earnest expectation and hope in Philippians one twenty and twenty one that I will not be put to shame in anything, but with that all boldness, Christ will even now as always be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. I think he says it pretty well there. Christ was, was his all in all. He, it was all about Christ. And Christ had gloriously saved him. And, and graciously saved him. Transformed him. Uh, and uh, he, was, he was so grateful. And uh, uh, we must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Uh, I like a, a friend of mine. And I never forget. You know how you don't forget sayings? Well, this is one of those things that you don't forget. He says, yeah, you just got to get rid of stinking thinking. I thought, that, you know, I kind of won't leave you. Get rid of stinking thinking. And uh, uh, when you're thinking about Christ, when your eyes are fixed on him and his promises and, and the gospel, stinking thinking won't be there. But uh, so often we go there and uh, we need to replace it. We need to replace it. And... Uh, Philippians 4.8, I'm kind of putting the conclusion before, before the conclusion, but this is something for you to think about. It says, finally, brethren, Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good, good repute, if there is any excellent, anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. Meditate upon these things. Uh, hide them in your heart. Uh, and this is... Uh, that important, and so um, <clears throat> we're to we're to do that. We're to be content, he says, also in in Philippians four, to be content in whatever state we're in. And I hope I hope that's true of us that we're content in whatever state that we're in, and uh, so that we might do what that we might discern or ascertain what the will of God is. And the will of God is what? Good and acceptable and perfect. You know, a renewed mind has to be uh, there first. You must be born again. Uh, You must have the Spirit of God before you can begin. Because if you're not uh, transformed, if you're not changed, if your mind has not been renewed, uh, then uh, you don't have any any foundation. Uh, there, there's it has to be there first. Uh, a renewed mind, a renewed person likes, to, for instance, to retain God in his in his uh, thinking. 
A renewed mind embraces the worth of God. A renewed mind uh, loves having, as someone said, and I thought this was great, he loves having the sun at the center of its solar system. Pretty interesting thought. The center of its solar system of ideas, values, choices, emotions revolving around the Son, Christ. So think of that. Christ is the center of your solar system and everything is revolving. All your ideas, all your thinking revolves around Christ who is at the center of your life. And that's where he uh, needs to be in our lives. And... uh, <clears throat> and then, the, uh, of course, the ungodly choose not to glorify God. Uh, they do not retain God in their thinking. That is not part of their, their uh, mindset. They don't like to do that. And we saw that in, in Romans chapter 1 where it talked about <clears throat> uh, and it, using the... Uh, uh, Well, let's just read it. Verse 24 of Romans 1. Remember what it said there. Therefore, God gave them over to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do such things which are not uh, proper. And, uh, And the list goes on. And so that's what the ungodly person is like. Uh, they don't care about doing the revealed will of God. They want to do what they want to do. But God has, has given us in his word, his revealed will, and uh, we can either uh, abide by it or we can uh, rebel against it. And of course, he uses homosexuality here as an example of of man exchanging God-ordained natural relations for dishonorable uh, uh, relations, unnatural relations. And uh, their behavior actually goes against God's revealed will, uh, and they, of course, will not repent. They stay in that rebellion against God. And remember what sin is, and how do you spell sin? It's S-I-N. Right in the middle of sin is me. It's what I want, not what God reveals. Uh, Now, again, we struggle even as Christians. We struggle, we fail, we fall, we stumble, we make mistakes, and uh, uh, that goes on as well. But the transformed here, he says, the word transform is the word, uh, and everybody, I think, probably knows this. They remember this from studies in the past. It's the word uh, uh, metamorpho. Metamorpho, which is metamorphosis. We're all aware of metamorphosis, which is what? A caterpillar spinning a cocoon stays inside until what comes out? A beautiful butterfly or a moth. That's metamorpho. And so when he says be transformed, 
he's talking about from the inside out. And uh, uh, that's what metamorpho means. It means changed into another form. And this change comes from within. And uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I've never tried it, but if you take a cattle, if you take a caterpillar and you take these little bitty wings, make these little bitty wings, and then you get little bitty clips on those little bitty wings, and you pin them onto each side of that caterpillar, does that make a butterfly? No, it is not. That is not uh, 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 what he's talking about here. And there are a lot of people who try that. You know, they look good on the outside. They try to, but there's been no change on the inside. You know, oh yeah, I love God. Well, okay. Well, where does your life show that? Have you, are you being changed? On the, are you being transformed? Is your mind being renewed? You know, that's what we need to understand what Paul is saying here. You will never produce a butterfly by pinning wings on a worm. <laughs> it almost sounds funny, doesn't it? But uh, uh, we must be changed from the inside. Remember 2 Corinthians 5.17? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, creation. Yeah. There's a change that takes place. And uh, this is what Paul's coming at here. Uh, there's another Greek word for transformed, and that's found in 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, a different Greek word, it says. For such men are false prophets, deceitful workers, disguising themselves. That's the word transform, transforming themselves. It's, I can't remember the Greek word. Instead of metamorphosis, it's, uh, well, I won't even try it. It's a real long, starts with an M, though. <laughs> Looks like it, but it's not exactly pronounced the same way. But they disguise themselves. Uh, they put on a mask. Uh, they put on a mask. Uh, they are pretenders. They disguise themselves uh, uh, to be something that they're really not. Uh, they put on wings. They clip on the wings. You know, I'm a butterfly. But it's all, it's all outward. There's, no, there's nothing inward that is, that's, that's going on here. And uh, sad to say, that, that's going on in the church. That happens in the church. Uh, people are one thing at church, and uh, they're another thing in the world, out in the world. And uh, they're t- deceiving their own selves is what they're doing. Because they're not genuine. Uh, they're pretenders. And so, uh, uh, I think this is what's, what Paul is talking ab- about here. Uh, there must be a change of heart. Uh, the alternative to conforming to the world is uh, not just doing a whole bunch of good stuff now. Moral behavior. No, you're not changing a list of, of uh, bad behavior with another list of good behavior. That's just clipping wings on. There must be a transformation that comes, a metamorphosis, a change of heart, which is the mind, the emotions, and the will. Uh, God is working in us, isn't he? But the minds, their, their minds were hardened. For until this very day at the reading of the Old Covenant, uh, the law, the same veil remains unlifted because it's removed, how? In Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. They can't see. Uh, But whenever a person turns to the Lord, again, 
the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom. There's liberty. In other words, there's going to be a change of heart. And so, uh, wow, we're free now. Not to free, not free to go and sin and, and, and live in corrupt lives and, you know, we've been saved, therefore go sin that grace may abound. No, we're, we're free uh, uh, to own up to our sins and, and to repent. We're, we're uh, free from legalistic tyranny and, uh, and on and on. That, that freedom, that freedom that we have uh, in, in uh, living the Christian life. And so we're free we're free. And then he says, uh, now, uh, in three, four, he says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. You know, when we meet together, we need, to, we need to see the glory of the Lord. We need to experience the glory of the Lord, who He really is, what He has really done for us, and we need to experience that in our life. It may bring tears. It's going to affect you some way. You're not going to sit there and, and say, what time is the game? What time, you know, this guy's been going long enough. It's, you know. No. It's... Uh, and being trans, it's here and being transformed in the same image, from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, uh, the Spirit. And also, it says in Second Corinthians four six, for God on on down, he says, for God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our notice hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. We see Christ in a whole different way than we used to see him. It's not just, oh, okay, a guy died on the cross. Okay, big deal. Or, yeah, he died for sin. That's, that's wonderful. And if that's as far as it goes in your life, you're missing it. You're missing it. No, the Christian goes, wow, he died for me. He paid for my sin." I'm trusting Him. I love Him. He's working in me by His mighty power. I am being transformed by His power more and more and more every day. My love for Him now is far more greater than it was when I first met Him. Because now as I've, as I've been walking with Him and all this He's done for me, I go, wow, He's a gracious God. I still don't understand it all. I mean, I love Janine more now than I did when we first got married. I really do. Because I've come to know her. Now again, not perfectly. You know, I don't show that the way I should, just like I don't show God uh, the way I love Him uh, like I should. I fail in doing that. But still, nonetheless, uh, we're set free. We're set free. He's come and given us freedom. Freedom to do what we ought to do because of what He has done on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit transforming us, by the power 
of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is wonderful news. This is, uh, this is something that, that, that is supernatural. This is not of the world. The world doesn't understand this. They look at you like, like uh, this guy's lost it. Uh, uh, you know, fine, it's fine for you, fine, but it's not for me. And that's, that's the way the world looks at us. And uh, the world would say, what, what do we need to change the world? Oh, we just educate everybody. Just give them a good education. Teach them math and com- computer science and just... What are you doing when you're teaching somebody computer science whose heart isn't changed? You're just teaching him how to steal off the internet and to hack into people's... <laughs> you're not changing anything. You're just making him a bigger center in the, in the sense of a smarter center with more knowledge but not someone who is going to glorify God. No, we need to be changing. We need to see changed hearts of people. We need to see our own heart changed. We need to, we need to be going out uh, in this power, this power of God uh, that, uh, that's in us. Christ who is in us, the hope of glory. And so, uh, avoiding all kind of bad behaviors doesn't transform anyone. Uh, you know, Paul does not switch from a list of uh, don't do's in the flesh. Okay, don't do this, don't do that. Now, he tells us not to do that, but he doesn't say, all right, now here's a whole bunch of do's for you to do. No, what does he switch to? Kind of, it's a list, but what is it a list of? But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You see the difference? You see the difference, the Spirit of God, when you're born again, when, when, you, when, you're, trusting, when you're trusting Christ and you, and you know Christ by faith, by grace through faith, you've received the Spirit of God who puts within you what? Love and joy peace and law do we do we exercise that perfectly absolutely not most of the time we we stumble badly at doing that but the question is has he has he changed us has there been a metamorpho in our lives a changing in our lives it's something that that uh, is serious business uh, we receive his spirit uh uh, and the fruit of His Spirit, and when we when re, we receive the Spirit, we receive the fruit. And so, transforming through the Spirit of God, Second Corinthians three sixteen and then seventeen, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the what? Of the Spirit. For the letter what does what? Kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And that's what we read earlier. And it frees us to love Him. It frees us to do that which pleases Him, and uh, which is still many times a struggle in our lives. Uh, Galatians 5.1 It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not uh, be subject again to the yoke of slavery. 
Don't, be, don't uh, go back under the law and try to uh, improve yourself by your keeping the law. Don't try to save yourself or keep yourself saved uh, by keeping the law. Because there's no power in the law. The law only condemns. But the Spirit brings life. It brings love. The Spirit brings joy. It brings peace. Are we cultivating that in our lives? This is so important. Uh, how do our mind, uh, why do our minds need to be transformed? Because they're fallen. We have fallen. We have uh, uh, fallen nature is what we have. We have a nature that is hostile to God, uh, bent on not praising Him. And you know that's true in your own life, even as a believer, because it's hard worshiping God. It's, it's hard. It's, it's, there's a struggle to, to just praise Him for who He is because of the sin, because of our, our old nature that we still have. There's that struggle that goes on. And I, and I struggle with that as well. Are we renewing our mind, though? Are we renewing our mind? What is the remedy and how uh, do we obey? It's interesting. Titus uh, just skipping. Titus 3 5. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, they're filthy rags, but according to his mercy. We've been talking about. Paul says, by the mercies of God. By the mercies of God, I plead with you. By the mercies of God. By what He's done for you in your life and because of who He is and the mercy He's shown you. Live out of that, he says. And then he says, by the washing of regeneration. And notice what? Renewing by the Holy Spirit. The renewing of the mind which comes by what? The Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you're none of His, the Scripture says. You must have the Spirit of God in order to renew your mind. You must have the Holy Spirit in order to renew your mind. And of course, what what does the Holy Spirit use? This right here. His Word that He's given us to renew us. Is that important? Is that important? This is how the mind is renewed. By gazing at the glories of Christ and by uh, the, looking at the gospel, believing his promises for what they really are because they are true and they're for us. What he's done for us. And of course, this is what Satan does not want us to do in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they may not see what? The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. But you see, that's what we need to be doing more and more of. You see, he's blinded them to to seeing that. We have seen the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And we need to get better at that. We need to understand who Jesus is, his excellency, his his promises, his, his love, 
And uh, we need to just say, thank you. And what will that do in our lives when we do that? We'll find ourselves worshiping. You know, it's not like you just come to church and say, okay, i got to worship. Okay, it's time to worship. Is that how it happens? I don't, it doesn't happen that way in my life. But if I'm focusing on Christ, if I am fixing my eyes on Him, then what? Worship starts happening. I'll find tears coming down my face. And I'll just, maybe I'll, I'll be working, I'll just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving a wretch like me. God, you love me so much. And I, I, I'll hardly ever tell you that I love you, but Lord, I really love you. I mean, that's relationship, is it not? That's what salvation, that's what Christianity is all about. And how badly I fail at that. And I'm speaking about myself, and I'm not proud of that. It's just uh, uh, the truth. You know what? If we see Christ more, if we believe the gospel more, We'll be transformed more. We'll have our minds renewed more. And it will produce worship. We've got to see that. We need to meditate. We need to meditate on Christ and His perfections. I didn't get to the will of God. So I'll finish that up next week. But I want to go through a whole bunch of uh, verses. See how long I could keep you? But I want to end with this because it fits, it fits here. So what is the answer? So what is the answer? That's what I really want to deal with very briefly. Have an attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ. Have this mind, the mind of Christ, is what he's saying. Also in another place, Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. Where is your mind set? Ask yourself, where is my mind set? Where do I set my mind every day? I have to say, much of the time, it's on the world. And that should break our hearts. Because He loves us. He loves us so much. A verse that I didn't write down. Turn, turn down to Philipp, Philippians 3.2. And we'll close with this verse. Philippians chapter 3. In verse 17 through 21, he says, Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk, the lost, he's talking about, I believe here, for many walk of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame. 
In other words, what they glory in. They ought to be ashamed of it. Who set their minds what? Here it is. They set their minds on earthly things. And he says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice, who will transform the body of our humble state into a conformity with the body of his glory. I'm looking forward to that. Completely transformed in a new, in, in, with a new body that I might glorify him perfectly. Where's your mindset today? Where's your mindset? Is it set on the things above or is it set on the things of this earth? And again, none of us do this perfectly. And I, I want you to understand that. And that's why I want to encourage you as we close to memorize God's Word. To hide it in your heart that you might not sin against Him. That's uh, Psalm 119.11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by hiding God's Word in his heart. Psalm 119.9-11. Go and just read that and ponder that. Are we doing that? Is the Word of God something that we get once a week when we come to church? And I'm speaking to myself, and I prepare sermons. I spend hours every week studying His Word. So, But you know what? You can do that in a mechanical way and not ever really meditate on God's Word and be fed from it and, and grow and have your mind renewed and say, Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Are you doing that personally? That's all I'm asking. Is, it, is Christ real to you? Or is he just a ticket to heaven? Let's pray. Father, help us not uh, to be caterpillars with just uh, wings clipped to us. Lord, it's so easy to live the Christian life outwardly and not be moved, stirred, transformed, renewed inwardly. Lord, I do that so well. But Lord, help me to be real. To be honest with myself. To confess that I have not been doing this. And Lord, help me to repent that I might have my mind renewed. That I might grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ. That I would love you more. That I would desire to please you by presenting my body as a living sacrifice. Lord, work in us by your mighty power. We need you, Lord. I need you. We need to be changed by your power, by your spirit. As you enable us, Lord, help us to act in faith and be doers of your word, not just hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen.